T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed the shelter of someone's arms. There you were. Jeff Calkins columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, happy Friday to you. And to you. Um, pretty newsy for mid-July, huh? With Javon Quinterly, we have the Tennessee news. It's, it's pretty newsy for mid-July. Busy day. Busy day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Javon Quinterly. I mean, there's no other, no other place to start, right? I mean, uh, let's, let me just, let me, let me pose it this way. Is this? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll count DeAndre out right now. Um, mm-hmm. Where does this rank among Penny Hardaway rosters? Well, it depends who you're counting in for how much of the season. Okay. So, like, Jordan Brown I, and the DeAndre yeah, Williams is, thing still Jordan, a little large. I mean, I think those two are critical pieces, right? I think we don't know about Jordan Brown. I think the assumption with Jordan Brown is that he will be – he will be available for at least the second half of the season, right? right. I mean, isn't that the assumption? Yeah, conference plays, um, whatever. Even without DeAndre, I think it's um, it may well be the best roster. With DeAndre, it's very clearly the best roster. I, it's it's not even close to the best. I don't I don't think there's anything yep. else that approaches it um, right. because of the depth, because of the experience, because of uh, you know all of that. Again, we said this last year. It's at last year. They had two really good players um, in Kendrick and DeAndre, and then a serious drop-off. Well, here, you know, the starting five, the potential for the starting five is easily the best that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all, you know, 36 years old or older. And so um, <laughs> that that's not quite right. But I mean, just take you know, DeAndre's 27 and Quinterly's 25, just to take right. like those two. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's and and the 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 potential to be at the defensive team that Penny wants, yep. I think, is there. They've got a rim protector um, who can stay on the floor and help on the offensive end as well. Um, you're you're not having to trade off there. You're not having to say, "My God, are we going to have a rim protector at the expense of um, you know what what happens on the offensive end?" I I just think it's um, it's a damn good roster. Now they're not at this point. Not a great outside shooting roster. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna, if you can quibble, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's 
I think that's a place you could quibble. But my God, you just got a bunch of guys who played college basketball at a high level at a, at a bunch of different places, and um, so I don't think there's any question that's the best roster and seemingly a solid the bench the bench unit like TFAL Leonard probably wanted to be a starter he might be forced into being a reserve Jonathan Pierre same thing Nick Jordan I, obviously I think he'd be a starter if DeAndre doesn't make it to campus, but he would be a reserve if DeAndre does. The the bench is fantastic too. Now, yeah, there's some thought. I, I didn't. I, I that there was some thought on earlier shows whether Leonard would be unhappy with the way things have played out and and his right. role, and so whether he will actually be uh, be here. And so again, there are moving pieces, even including the the Mikey Williams moving piece. But um, it really is impressive, and I, I just think it's. Um, for those who doubted, uh, when Penny Hardaway was hired, I think everyone understood his ability to recruit his own players from East, and um, everyone understood his ability to sell tickets, and everyone understood his ability. But I think his ability to adapt um, to the changing world relatively uncomplainingly, yep. like he's just like he did. He obviously we heard the NIL stuff earlier this year, but. The fact that he just said, okay, once upon a time, I operated in an environment where, you know, James Wiseman, I thought was going to be my ticket to a championship or to the final four. Now I'm operating in an environment where, you know, 25 year old transfer who's been at, uh, who's been at first Villanova and now Alabama is going to be the way that I get to the final four. And it doesn't seem, he just adapted. He just adapted and, and is, and rolls up the sleeves. And to me, that's, it's the grit of Penny that I think is the most surprising and impressive part about, about the way he's gone about everything since he's been here. Year by year, he's had to get better and better. There's a learning process. There was no question about it when he first got in. And I think he knows what he likes now. And for good reason, two tournaments, more transfers. I think there's a, there's a pretty substantial uh, understanding of, of what wins that's talent and that's experience. Um, what do you think uh, about the curveball we got from Mikey Williams on Instagram? Uh, I can't wait for this backcourt post from overtime, and he reposts it via Instagram like he is going to make it to, uh, to campus at some point. Well, it was hard to know um, because, you know, maybe he knows something we don't know about, um, about the likelihood that he will be here. I think most Memphis fans at this point are thinking, or, or close followers are thinking, yeah, he probably won't be here. A because um, because his court issues have been postponed and postponed and postponed, and B because his presence is increasingly seems unnecessary, right? So that combination leads one to think, yeah, maybe he was maybe you know was he worth the trouble a month ago or two months ago? Whatever he doesn't seem to, you know, he doesn't look like he'd be worth the trouble now. So I think most, a lot of observers assume no, never will he be here. So maybe Mikey knows more than we know about either the um, the state of um, proceedings in court and the likelihood of, you know, that this is, could be pled down, um, and maybe he knows more about Penny Hardaway's commitment to having him than we. Yeah, but, well, Penny's or. Or it could have just been completely delusional. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that's sort of where I'm leaning, right? Yeah, okay. First, first I, I knew right. you'd jump into the other one. I was holding out two possibilities. One possibility is maybe he knows what he is. 
it struck me as completely delusional because even if he knew he was coming, you know, Caleb Mills is there too. Like yeah, it, the minutes aren't going like, to be there. It was wildly presumptuous, you know, like <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be me and Quinterly. Like it, and to me, it honestly would raise, apart from all the other red flags that, that come with Mikey Williams, a red flag about, you know, would he come with this sense of entitlement that Amani Bates arrived on campus with that would do harm to the larger enterprise? Yeah, I, I don't see, even if he made it to campus, how many, I mean, 15 minutes? If if he plays well? Like, it just, there's so many guys that, that can play in the backcourt for this team. On the other hand, Penny does sometimes, I've always seen this with Amani, Penny does sometimes um, take care of players. Right, yeah. Like who don't necessarily deserve it. That is one of the particularly early in the season. So I don't think you know. I can't imagine him playing over some of the experienced players who Penny has recruited to this roster. But I guess you never know. Like I, I literally, he made he tried to make Amani Bates a point guard. You know, he tried to make Amani Bates a point yep. guard, and on a team that was that was had lots better options when it came down to beating Georgia for the last second, he said, Amani, go do it, you know, mm-hmm. and it created incredible resentment. And so I'm not ruling out the possibility that maybe Penny has some soft spot for Mikey, right. but no, I, I, at this point as a freshman, he's not even particularly highly rated. He's not a top 10 prospect. So, um, I, 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 it strikes me that you'd be better off if he just, you know, just to move on. But, it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing yet. I did mention this, though. I do think it sends a very positive message for Penny to stand by a guy like Mikey through the process just to say you're going to be by your recruits. I think yeah. on the recruiting trail, that's a good message to send. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I stand by my guy. Um, what does that mean, then? Until, until what? Until, I can't, until, until he can't make it to campus because okay, of other things happens, going on. What happens if, he, if it is ultimately pled down? Do you then, so it's, He'll you know, whatever, misdemeanor. Likely be on campus. Bring, then you bring him to campus, and then you, you let him fight for minutes. Yep. Yep. I think that's, I think that's probably right. Yep. Now, I'm um, talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins, Daily Memphis, and also Jeff Calkins Show. Jeremy Pruitt, six-year show cause, Tennessee violations. We had 18 level ones, 200 individual violations. And if you read the Adam Sparks piece with the uh, 12, or the 12 texts, out of the 6,000 that stood out in the NCAA's investigation, they made this so easy. This was a layup. This was a layup the entire way. They were doing it on work phones. They were making it very easy for the NCAA to find what they needed to find. Yeah, and if you, if you are inclined to – if you're not a Tennessee fan, obviously Tennessee fans are, have to be happy with this because why yes, do they care no about the $9 million? Dollars. Um, so if you're a Tennessee fan, if you're not a Tennessee fan and you're inclined to say, ah, oh, damn it, they got off easy. This is, the truth of the matter is everybody's getting off easy now. Like yep. this is no different than when Memphis got off easy. No one thought they would get off as easy as they did uh, for the IARP. But in the last six months, things have changed and the edict has gone down. We don't punish um, players who are on campus now who had nothing to do with this. Instead, we punish the folks who had something to do with it. Yep. And that's, that leads to, Jer- to, to Jeremy Pruitt and the six-year show cause. What the amazing thing is, though, is how perfectly this worked for Tennessee. Because Tennessee, what they did 
was they buried Jeremy Pruitt, right? Yep. They absolutely, and they did it so they, A, they wouldn't have to pay him his full contract, right? You go, you launch your investigation. You've already decided you want to get rid of Jeremy Pruitt. And so now it's important for you to find dirt so you don't have to pay him his full contract, right? You, you, you can fire him for cause. Then after you do that, you can turn around and show the NCAA, hey, look what we did. And the NCAA says, as they did in this ruling, that their cooperation and handling of Jeremy Pruitt was exemplary. So they worked out on both ends for them. They saved money on Jeremy Pruitt, and they were able to look like they were cooperating out of the goodness of their heart because they're good truth-telling university. It worked out like for Tennessee, the Jeremy Pruitt era will never be celebrated or anything else, but they got out of it about as beautifully as you could possibly get out of it. And I do think with no postseason ban, I don't know, and I, I always, I, I've been thinking this for the past couple of years with some of the things we've seen, I don't think postseason bans are on the table even into the future, no matter who's sort of leading the way and who, you know, what, what organization can, can pass down those type of sanctions. I, I, I think postseason bans are a thing of the past. I think that's largely true. The last one to get one was Oklahoma State uh, in hoops, I think. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I don't think you're going to see that anymore. They just don't they don't want to do it anymore. And so and by the way, I, it, the postseason ban is effective in the sense that it's painful, right? It is the yes. most painful thing. Um, but even then, I don't think it was much of a deterrent. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think it was a particular deterrent. I think it was a painful penalty when it was inflicted. I don't think it was a particular deterrent uh, to cheating because I think cheating went on uh, anyway. And so now, you know, this is a nine million bucks is the biggest fine yes. ever. It's basically two seasons of postseason participation is what they've sort of where they came up with this number. Um, so we're not going to let them profit, even for a university like Tennessee that has a lot of money. Nine million dollars is is real money. Um, and so, um, but if you're a Tennessee fan, yes, you could look to the future. You can know you have a head coach. You can you know who you believe in. And, you know, with the expanded playoff and everything else, you can dream as big as you want to dream if you're Tennessee. It, but quick sidebar, were you surprised by the number of impermissible, the number, the, the monetary number of impermissible benefits found only 60,000? I expected this to be way up there. That's not, that's not seemingly that much. Like, it really isn't. No, given that right now we're talking about people paying people a million bucks, right? Yep. Um, and even in the Albert Means the world of the Albert Means, which was X, whatever, 15, 20 years ago now, that was, however many years ago that was, that was, I forgot, 180,000 or something like that. So, yes, it was, uh, you know, the number of infractions was obviously hundreds, right? I mean, that was high. Um, but uh, but you're right, the, the actual dollar figure, not so much. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. Last couple of things for you before we let you go for the weekend. Um, I, I, I look at Summer League and there's just like Tigers. Uh, multiple Memphis Tigers that have been in a Memphis Tiger uniform over the past few years, and uh, some are playing well. Uh, like the Jalen Durans, Amani Bates, Kendrick Davis, Lester Quinones. Who who do you who do you think will have the most successful career? Like uh, James Wiseman. Like when you just sort of look at these guys, who who jumps off the page for you? I mean, and Precious is you know Precious, Precious too. Precious how many years now? You know, I mean, I think at this point the smart money's on Jalen Duran. Yep. Right. I mean, isn't that the smart, you know, but he, he, as a guy, Jalen Duren, to me, profiles as someone, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't become Bam out of bio, which was like what you hope, right? Like, like, yeah. 
if if he just is what he is, which was which is a uh, 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 you know a, a guy who can play the five, help out, rebound, etc., um, play defense. Yep. You can play that way in the league for fifteen years. You know, right? Like you can be a guy who has a long NBA career um, just doing that. So I don't know that I see all-star in Jalen Duren's future, but, um, but I think long NBA career, you know, once upon a time, Jalen Duren would have, you know, in, in the era of um, the, the sort of traditional power forwards, the Buck Williams and whatever, the where you can, you know, you, you can imagine a higher ceiling. So much will depend on, on whether he develops an outside shot and whatnot. I, when it comes to James, even now, I think he has a, even though he's been discarded by Golden State, he has a higher ceiling. Now, whether he'll ever reach it, I think is the, is the question. But don't you think, I mean, it's the safe bet on who's going yeah. to make the most I, money over their career is Jalen Duran? I think Jalen Duran, from a ceiling perspective, might be the highest too. I, some of the things he's done in summer league, I don't know if you've been been seeing it. The outside shot, he's shooting some threes. He's getting off the dribble, like they're putting a lot in his on his plate, and he's actually performing. Yeah, and he was young. That's yep. the other thing. He was young. Uh, he's determined. He's obviously got a tremendous uh, body and explosiveness, um, and so. So, yeah, I think and, he's the safest bet. But, I mean, I, you know what? The, the truth of the matter is it's all fun to see yes. Josh Minot putting up numbers. Absolutely. Like, there was a time when the the NBA sort of thing dried up a little bit. And now you've got Lester and you've got yep. Kendrick and you've got Minot. And you've got Hell, Landers Garrett, is on a summer league roster. roster. And you've got Landers on a roster. And, you like, there's a bunch of guys who are making a living doing this in the NBA and then you get DeAndre, who's going to be making eleven, hopefully doing this for the Memphis yep. Tigers yet again. So that that all goes to Penny's recruiting. And I also think the other thing is is that those guys, particularly like Jalen Dern, absolutely sings Penny's praises. Um, Kendrick absolutely sings Penny's praises. It's not just that you're putting guys in the league; it's that you're putting guys in the league who are who really believe in the role that you had in getting them to the league. And I think that. I think that's helpful for the program. I know the potential initial shock uh, has worn off at this point, but is, is what Lester's doing surprising to you? I mean, just at least a little bit. I mean, the, the offensive yeah. bag he has is wild. To me, that's the biggest thing. You watch him now, and his handle is, is something he never had when he was at Memphis. Like, he was a, he was a gritty guy. He'd scrap. He'd hit. He'd guard. Uh, and he, he'd hit three pointers, but he didn't, he didn't create, he didn't take people off the dribble. He didn't. And I haven't, listen, I haven't watched hours and hours of Lester <laughs> no, I get I've it. Seen this summer, but I have watched some and I've certainly watched highlights and it's a different light, like that part of his game, which, which you would hope like when Desmond Bain came out of the, came out of college, same thing. He didn't have much of a handle and we saw in summer league, he developed that. And I'm not equating Lester with Desmond Bain, but that's what summer league's for, and it is a revelation, don't you think? Like that—that's the aspect of it that that surprises me, because he was a pretty um, he was a pretty limited offensive player, effective yeah. but limited offensive player at Memphis, and it feels 
it looks like it, a difference. And, he's, yeah, and you he, can have the question about that being back. role. I mean, that's the the role he had here was he, they wanted him to be spot up three and D guy, yep. and he's clearly got more there. He's clearly got more there that he can unlock. So we'll see what happens with his career. I'd imagine he's going to get some minutes with the Warriors relatively soon. I mean, he is he is produced. And by the way, I'm disappointed you don't watch Santa Cruz Warriors year round. You need to you, we yeah, need to get well, more is, you need to get more Lester Quinones film study in. That is disappointing yes. that I don't watch more year round. Are you going to watch <laughs> Grizzlies tonight? Are you going to stay up? Nostalgia Grizz Lakers ten o'clock, just like during the playoffs. Are you um, going to watch this tonight? Well, I am headed to a rehearsal dinner tonight, and then oh. uh, then I am staying on site at You're a in Memphis Where wedding venue. Where's the rehearsal dinner? Uh, rehearsal dinner is at a house, I believe. Honestly, how many weddings? How many weddings are there this summer? I, it's been what? a bunch, and I had so I'm groomsman this week, and then groomsman next weekend. So yeah, I am. Uh, I'm making the rounds. So do you wear? Do you own a tuxedo, or do you have to? Do you I've own rented. I have like four. <laughs> I have like four rented tuxedos at my house right now. It is. It is. It is ridiculous. Wait, why are they just? Because you have to have a different tuxedo. You know, well, because we, you have to match. The the groom's <laughs> party has to match. The bride's party has to match. Right. So they're yeah. all just your. But you have four different black tuxedos. No, I have one. So next weekend I'll be in cream. I've never worn a, a cream suit, so that's next be, weekend is a yes, cream. Tuxedo. Yes. Should I? Do I need to get a picture? Do I need to get a picture? <laughs> so you so see me in a, a cream. Lot of cream. Yeah. What, <laughs> and I, and I have today. a bow tie next weekend. I'm not a bow tie guy. I'm a tie guy. So I'm, I have to go bow tie. Let me ask you, is it a, is it a, if someone asks you to be in their wedding, is that an honor or a pain or a little of both? Honor. Honor. Totally just an honor. Yeah, honor. How about the whole expense and everything? I mean, I guess, uh, so next weekend I'm headed to Davie, Florida, right outside of Florida, or Fort Lauderdale, right outside of Florida, right outside of Fort Lauderdale. So that may be a little pain that I had to spend some money on lodging and the, the the planes and everything else for me and my fiance, so that that can be a little bit of a pain. But I take it as an honor. This is the guy okay, I've known. This is the guy I've known since elementary school. Next week, what do you get? What do you get people as a wedding present? Uh, whatever's on their registry. Air fryer. And, and we get spoons, serving spoons, you, plates. Do you do it, or does your better half do it? Better half does it. I I stay away from that. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing, and yeah. so she just does. I'll tell you who really. Who really? Uh, it was a lovely trip, but John Martin had a wedding in Mexico. Yeah, and like that's very nice. You go down to Mexico. I'm honored. John is one of my close friends, and so I was happy to do it. But it is true, you're buying a trip to Mexico in order yes. to go to his wedding. You know, and um, are you saying it was a pain to go to John's wedding? No, I'm oh. saying there is a there is the thing about the desti- here's here's a lot, one reason people do destination weddings is they look at the price of a wedding here and they say that's crazy we can't afford that let's just have a little desk and what they're doing is they're basically asking their which is fine I wouldn't I wouldn't change it it was a great trip it was a great memorable trip but a destination wedding does require people to like go to Mexico mm-hmm. right? yeah it does you it know? does. Yeah, expenses. No question. I get it. I get it. Well, but, Jeff. But what, what is money for if it's not to celebrate your friends and love? Yeah, so it's it's know, honor. That's why I said it's an honor. You asked me if it was a pain. I just, I, I'm making it clear. No pain. On. I'm big on the Santa Clara 
basketball team and love celebrating yes. my friends love those are two Santa, things that i stand. santa cruz i believe santa too cruz. right yeah, yes. whichever, whichever. Yeah. but definitely the love yes i get uh, you, see you guys. Well, see you jeff have a good weekend that's jeff calkins at jeff underscore calkins on twitter daily memphian and also Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11. Now, we have to go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas will join me in studio. We'll preview SEC Media Days. That's on the other side, 92.9. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm ESPN. He's the co-host of the Morning Rush at ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line, Arkansas. He's also program director there. What's happening, Ty? You good? Guys, what's going on, man? I was telling Brad I hadn't been in these studios in about six years. It's good to be back. Yes. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday, Has it yesterday, changed Ty. or is it exactly yeah. the same? Have it, they made any updates? It looks pretty much the same. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> ours looks the same and it's 20 years old. So yeah. I think that's just radio in a nutshell. So you re- so uh, I didn't even tell you this. We're headed to the same wedding tomorrow. Night. Is that right? Yeah. Is that uh, yeah. yeah. I-, I figured there might be a connection yes. there. He actually hit me up separately. He's like, "I'll be in uh, I'm I'm coming by on uh, Friday." I'm like, Great, and then I, I started connecting dots, so I think I finally put it together. I'm sorry if it looks like I ha- I'm a deer in the headlights because it's I sort of am sometimes. <laughs> Gabe could tell you. You got a concert coming up though. Yeah. Your 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 mind's in another. I'm place. excited about the Brothers Osborne. Yes, sir. Yeah, we got sk- go. yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, he's got the button down, I button the, down I short sleeve, and the cowboy he's got hats the on standby too. Yeah, Are the boots yeah. on? I didn't see. Are the yeah, boots yeah, on? I got the yeah. shade. You're gonna have to see him at the break. I, I have the S kickers on today. Yes, let's go. All right, now you're headed to Nashville come Monday. Um, that should be. It should be a fun time. Should be a fun time. SEC Media Day starting on Monday. Yeah, I saw the uh, the story. The Tennessee allegations just came out. Uh, the two hundred. I need. I need to fully <laughs> yep. uh, get eighteen into that. level ones. Yeah, that's wild. And the fact that they did not even get a postseason ban was pretty surprising to me. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, again, I haven't. I saw the excerpt, and I have not fully read the detailed story yet. But that is yeah. definitely something that's going to be. Probably the number one conversation on Monday and going to be asked of Greg Sankey. Let me suggest this to you. Go look at Adam Sparks right up with the Knoxville News Sentinel. Okay. Yeah, there's 12 separate texts. The texting is hilarious. Is it? I mean, they were doing it on work phones, just leaving it out there for the NCAA to come sniff out. Um, but hundreds, over 200 violations, 
18 level ones. Yeah, they avoid the, the postseason ban, but they do get five years probation, $9 million in fines. Um, but what this tells to me is just moving forward in college football, college basketball, and college sports, postseason bans aren't going to happen. NCAA's toothless on that mm-hmm. type of thing. They don't want to punish the people that are left behind by the wrongdoers, right? Like Philip Fulmer's no longer there. Jeremy Pruitt's no longer there. Uh, I think Tennessee would say, okay, we got ahead of this. We tried to take scholarships away. We tried to self-impose things, and that's why they didn't get a postseason ban. But I think they didn't get a postseason ban just because – I don't think we'll see postseason fans in the future. Yeah, uh, Charlie Baker, him taking over, is going to be very interesting to how he handled things differently than Mark Emmert because, again, the, yep. the clash, you always have a clash of style and leadership and stuff, especially when there's a change that's this dramatic because Emmert's been head of the NCAA, it seems like, for decades. I don't yes. know how actually long, long it's been, but uh, I'm, I tend to agree with you, Gabe, that we're not actually going to see some of this for quite some time yeah. in terms of the postseason ban, unless it's just so egregious that that's the only way that— and I don't even know how— How could you even get that egregious with NIL and— tra- Like, how do you get as a, that egregious? This well, is pre-NIL, though. I mean, Gabe, I, a lot I, of this. No, I get yeah. that, but like, how do you— In the new era, how do you get egregious enough to find a postseason ban? I don't know if there really is. I guess, you know— there's multiple Title Nine. It's the situations. coach's check. It's the if coach's check. Like, Somebody I just, misfires. I feel like I feel like it, it'll be really hard to reach it because they tried to dig this stuff up on Pruitt because they wanted to fire him yes. to get him with cause. And they kind of they all, overarchingly did a good job. Yeah, yes, they did. He, I mean, I think <laughs> they're he, pros. He yes. played a part of that, but uh, there's so many different scenarios you have to look at. You mentioned the IL no longer like you can do that now legally. Yeah. And, um, I mean, North Carolina invented a class a couple years ago that you sign your name, you get an A for the semester, and did they get anything out of that? So I don't know how the NCAA jurisdiction falls when it comes to any case whatsoever because it's so off the wall, let's just throw something at it and give this punishment or not give one at all. Mm -hmm. Talking with Ty Richardson, ESPN Arkansas. Um, Another big thing on Greg Sankey's plate on Kirby Smart's plates, what's going on in Georgia, 300 Traffic violations in seven years. Uh, they, they had the write-up with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution where uh, a certain writer, they're trying to get it, they're demanding it be retracted, mm-hmm. but a certain writer wrote that 11 guys that had uh, violence against women levied against them via the police or the school uh, remained on the team throughout this process. Kirby Smart is in a, in a very interesting spot, even coming off two national championships. Well, just look at the last two decades in prominent programs outside of Alabama, Miami, USC, Florida. Those are the teams that had multiple years of success and what also happened, incidents off the field. Yep. And some are more egregious than others, but it's very difficult to sustain off the on-the-field success and not deal with off-the-field issues. We always make the joke, on-the-field success leads to off-the-field issues a lot of times. And this is just another example. For whatever reason, and I know there's been incidents in Tuscaloosa, but Saban's managed to, like, sturdy the ship, Yep, smart now with two national championships back-to-back, trying to be the first coach since, what, the 40s to go three straight. Yep, He's got, again, a lot on his plate on the offseason that he probably wouldn't expect it outside of Stetson Bennett and whatnot. Yeah, and I don't think they're uncomfortable from a roster perspective or schedule perspective. I think they're going to be great even regardless of Our what's happening. Horrible game. It's easy. It's a simple schedule, right? And then, like, no matter who's at quarterback, because the questions are about Alabama and Georgia, what are they going to do at quarterback? Alabama – Things in a different realm because you have, I mean, Jalen Milrow, you brought in uh, Tyler Buckner, uh, Ty Simpson, like mm-hmm. that's way up in the air. I think Carson Beck with Georgia, I think they're pretty comfortable with him. And he's probably a more talented 
passer and quarterback than what they've had the past two years in Stetson. Yeah, because they got Rayola committed. Beck's yep. obviously on the team. They've, I mean, Kirby's brought in five star after five star. You've seen this even in like they just have gone about it. Now they're not mind boggling, mind boggling stats. Stetson just won two national yeah. championships. He's what he's done is he's taken the old Nick Saban mold, the McElroy, the McCarron, the Coker, yep. and just put that in Athens. And you can still win that way. It's going back in time just a little bit. And Nick Saban, um, I think he sees that. I think he sees that, and that's why he's going back to what he's going back to. I mean, he brings in Tommy Reese, who runs the hell out of the ball, brings in Kevin Steele, who's coached, has a lot of experience in the SEC coaching defenses, usually a top 10 uh, type of defense follows when you bring in Kevin Steele. It feels like Saban has seen what's happened with Stetson Bennett in Georgia, and he's trying to transition back to that before he ultimately is out of that seat at Alabama. Yeah, you brought up the quarterback discussion. I, I tend to agree with you. While Beck, I don't think it's been named the starter, I think this is just a situation yeah. where he's going to be. And I don't, I truly don't think Nick Saban or Reese know who's going to be the starting quarterback either day one when they start out their season or by the 12th game They're when they play Auburn. Right yeah, now. and they should be because, yeah. I mean, you lose. Here's what happened last year and two years ago. Nick Saban had the best quarterback he's ever coached in Bryce Young. No disrespect to Tua, no disrespect to Jalen Hurts, and they didn't win a national championship either year. I love I love watching Mac Jones in that offense, but he's not Bryce Young. That's and so he had the highest quarterback IQ talent that he's ever had, but he just didn't have anyone to throw the ball to last year. Two years ago, the guys get injured. One gets injured in the national championship game in Jameson Williams. The other guy was and I'm forgetting his name was already injured prior to that. So. They're kind of like, as you said, reverting back to what yep. they did so well with Ingram, Richardson, Lacey, and all those guys. And I bet that's what they're trying to establish. I completely agree. Now, last thing for you, Arkansas looking to improve off last season, obviously win the bowl game here. That was fun. Yeah. That was very damn fun. Yeah. Liberty Bowl last year was great. Yeah. Um, here's, here's the real question I have, though. Looking around the SEC, we had quarterback conversations about Georgia and Alabama. Is K.J. Jefferson, without a doubt, Sort of the cream of the crop rises to the top, best quarterback in the conference, or, or like who who else would you put in that conversation, or is it KJ and then uh, all these other names? I think Jaden Daniels is ultimately going to wind up first team SEC because of the LSU brand and the offense that he has surrounding him. KJ, I think, is better, and you have Rocket alongside him, who'll probably be the first team running back as well. But they don't have the wide receivers that LSU has. They don't have the offensive line returnees that LSU has. So that's an issue and a question mark. If that gets solved, this Arkansas team is going to be potent offensively. If it doesn't, then you're going to have to have KJ trying to score 30, 40 points a game to ultimately win. And speaking of the Liberty Bowl, by the way, Arkansas has won three Liberty Bowls in the last 20 years. (laughs) K-State, Eastern Carolina, and then that insane game against... Uh, Kansas last year where Jalen Daniels just went off down the stretch. So uh, Arkansas fans love Memphis. I love coming here, man. This is a great city. You um, like Beal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Come on. We, did, we had so much fun last year. And I'm sure on. we'll get around to town this weekend after the after yeah, the wedding. After we have the an wedding, open maybe. bar that we'll be able to handle. Well, we're going to have to take it light, though. We'll take it light. <laughs> no, go ahead. Boss yeah. is here. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Get that Uber. Yeah. Boss is here. We're not going to yeah, yeah, no. exactly. You I don't have you. to hold back here. Just do it responsibly. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Well, Ty, appreciate you hopping in, man. Absolutely, great guys. stuff. And that was Ty Richardson, co-host of the Morning Rush. And uh, hit that line, Arkansas, ESPN Arkansas, at Ty Sports Radio on Twitter. Now, um, headed into the weekend, we're going to have some things going on in the city. Um, and that would in, uh, include a, a camp at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. 
this weekend. We have some guys in town, Calvin Austin III, Aubrey Miller. Looks like he's in studio with Coach Gene, yeah. but make the right call. The 10th annual Make the Right Call Camp will be in town. We'll talk with the head coach at Germantown Football, Gene Robinson, next. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN, and very pleased to be joined, sitting right across from me. We got Gene Robinson, head football coach at Germantown, and Aubrey Mellon, linebacker for the Dolphins, previous stops at Mizzou, and also at Jackson State. Fellas, what's the word, man? How are we doing? Oh, man, what's up? Good to be here, right? Yeah, yeah, we have the uh, we have the Make the Right Call Can't We have the 10th annual one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Did I see today y'all are uh, – sign-ups are all full. Yeah, man, we yeah. have capacity, man. Yeah, I got capacity, you. But a decade, wow, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, that is yeah, wild. That's real. That's yeah, wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, no, and, how, no. I mean, I mean, when, when you look at uh, the success of it in the past, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you expect the turnout to be great this year, and uh-huh. uh, you get sixth to eighth graders out there. I've always wondered, like, from coaching, you know, middle school, you can you can tell which guys have it, which guys don't. What 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 kind of things do you try to instill on these dudes when when they when they get into camp? Well, you know, confidence. You know, being able to believe in yourself. That's right. why it's really important to have guys who are from Memphis who made it to the highest level of football come back and give back and reach back to the kids. Man, I look at the crime right now. Like I look at the news and just saw two sixteen year olds, a fifteen year old, right. and a twelve year old getting in trouble, and it's like, what? Yeah. Like, can we not put our energy in something else? You know what I mean? And and it, that football changed my life. Got me into college for free. Come home with no student loans. Did the same thing with Aubrey. Did the same thing with those NFL guys. They made it to the NFL. You know yep. what I mean? But if if we can give kids confidence, man, to believe in themselves, like if they made it, why can't I? You know. Mm-hmm. And growing up, man, I, I wanted camps like these to attend. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to see guys who who man walk the same streets I walked make it. So yep. I can believe in myself. You know, I um. I was telling somebody the other day, man, I spent a whole lot of money to go to a camp, and I got so much mm-hmm. confidence from that camp that I was like, man, I got to do this in the city, and I want I want the inner city kids to feel this, mm-hmm. to to know that, that they, they can succeed. You know what I mean? Yep, and mm-hmm. we got a guy they can look up to right here Come in on, Aubrey man. Miller, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Aubrey, tell me about your journey. You're talking about Mizzou. You were there with my guy, Coach Odom. Mm-hmm. And he recruited you there. Mm-hmm. Then you end up with uh, Coach Prime there at Jackson right, right. State, man. That was you had an interesting journey there in college. Yes, sir. I mean, just I say, just God is just guiding me, um, walking in the path that He's allowing me to walk in. Um, and, and then too, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of those times was part of maturing and also learning. I had different perspective from each levels. You know, if you speak about PWIs, SEC ball, and a lot of people look at HBCUs as a small thing and. To be honest, that was probably one of the best times of me playing. Right. Um, and I played against some great guys. A lot of guys from HBCUs that are in the league now um, that I still look up to as well. Um, but a lot of that stuff started with me being in high school as well, man, being being uh, surrounded by a bunch of great guys. So is Coach Gene um, being there as well as I was in high school as far as him coaching as well. Yeah. Um, not only that, Coach Salisbury, you know, it's, it's plenty yeah. more harm. I mean, I, I can name a lot, but uh, I kind of want to stay away from names. But that's kind of just where – the work ethic, um, being appreciative for the things that we had, um, things like that. And so as far as me going to the next level, just being appreciative and, and taking in everything I could from those great guys. Now, how was Gene as a coach? 
I've oh. seen I've seen him coach. <laughs> hey, this is a little known fact that obviously it was during COVID. I ended up getting my job yeah, there yeah. after that at uh, fifty six. But I was I was on that I was on that opening staff in yes, COVID sir. when your hands were tied. Right. How's he as a coach? I know he's intense. <laughs> I mean, of course, a, a hard, intense coach. But I mean, you, you never seen somebody who could balance that with having fun and right. actually being able to relate with young guys. Mm-hmm. So you know, nobody could ever just sit here and be like. He doesn't know what he's talking about or, or he's just an old school guy because at the end of the day, he still shows that he's relate, but he still shows his time and the place for everything, for hard work, um, to show love, even the things that we're doing today. And um, like I said, man, I mean, he's a great coach, man. Yep. Phenomenal. Yep. You got Aubrey Miller and Coach Gene Robinson in the building right now. Um, y'all were over at Le Bonner just yeah, a second man. ago? Yeah, How was that? It, it, was, it was you, you two, and was you said Darren Bates was going to yes. be there as uh-huh. well? Uh-huh. Yeah. So how was that? Wonderful experience, man. Right. Wonderful experience. I'll let Arby talk about it, man. But it oh, yeah, wonderful wild. experience. This is my first time being there, uh, and as well, humbling. Um, and, of course, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, man. I, I probably wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for Gene. Right. Uh, helping me um, be able to experience stuff like this. But these, this is what things are about. Um, you see the smiles on these kids' face uh, just for your presence alone. And then once you start building a relationship or, or the conversations, you see – uh, little things like it's the smallest things, man, that you make that makes these kids smile. Right. Um, but it was, it was a great experience, man. I really, it's it's kind of not a lot of stuff you can say about it, but just just to see the smile having a big impact on kids, and you think about the generation that you want to have that's coming up behind you, and you want to make sure you leave a big impact so everything is positive, and it's a great generation coming up. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that's kind of one of the first starts with. It. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a great thought process. And like I, Darren, had, Darren probably put some smiles on faces. Today. Oh, Darren's yeah. funny as hell. Yes, he is, man. <laughs> he is. Obviously, the raw room with yeah. uh, with Jalen. With <laughs> Jalen, I, I actually went to uh, school with with Jamil, okay. uh, Jalen, Jalen's little brother. Yeah. Um. So I'm familiar with those guys. Raw. It may not not be safe for work, but those dudes are hilarious. Yes, man, they are. on that podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I, I just uh, story time too. too. Yeah, it great, is. It's very good. Podcast. Good content yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Darren, man. That was a guy who, I mean, if you're striving to, you know, get all you can, squeeze mm-hmm. every bit of juice out of that lemon that you can with a career, Darren's done a heck of a job. I remember him Great with job. the Rams when he came out. He played on some terrible teams, mm-hmm. but he was a fan favorite running down on kickoff and brought energy all the time. And that dude has really – he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Nine he years. Had, he hit. Nine. He found a way, and he was starting at times, yes, man. I, I, it's unbelievable his Role journey. Model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he he has uh, with the Rams though. That was he was always <laughs> so man. He no brought doubt. energy, uh, energy, energy. Man, and, and you gotta love it. You know what I mean? Um, he 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 reminded us today, man, that he was the first one to jump over the center on the field goal and block. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. First one to get it. Now you know Troy Polamalu and all those guys tried, but he's the first one who got it. You know, and then guys got it after him. And you got to make sure you rule. clear them. You oh, yeah, make, you, you got to clear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's a rule, man. But, man, shout out to D-Base. D-Base has been coming right. to the camp, man, since year one. You know what I mean? We started this thing together. Yep. He's been coming in since year one. But another thing I like about the camp is you got a Darren Bates, who's a vet, who's been there. You got an Aubrey Miller, who's coming right. in. Same role. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's a mentorship not only – with 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 the player to the kid, but the player to the player, right. or the former player to the player. So yeah. it's huge, man, and, and and I think it's key. You know, um, just Memphis helping Memphis. You yeah. know what I mean, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, and you got Calvin coming in town too. Oh, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. I'm excited for Calvin. I'm, man, I'm ready to see him get going this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, we had no to doubt. sort of sit out for sit out for a year and a little uh-huh. for for a little bit with the with the Steelers. Look, like he's going to get involved. Oh, no doubt. This year, all this he got for yeah. sure. 
For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. Now, Aubrey, you're uh, you're uh, with the Dolphins now, huh? Yes, sir. So how's uh, what, what's the what's the schedule like for you rest of the off season? Uh, I mean, we're right back at it next week. Yeah. So this upcoming week, we're right back at it. Yeah. Um, but this whole off season, man, it's been it's been amazing. I I stayed in Miami, stayed around the facility, I stayed around the coaches. Just want to let them know that I'm staying. I'm here to stay. Um, but as far as workouts wise, of course, it's been hot. So I've been oh. able to get adjusted, <laughs> right. get it used to the atmosphere, getting used to the weather as well, um, layering up, just trying to get, trying to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So, uh, so when the time is ready, you, we're ready to roll. You, you get to meet my buddy Verone McKinley. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my guy. Tell him hello. Tell him hello when you see him. I bet. I, 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 that's my guy. That's my guy. He's in one of my football chats with me. Okay, <laughs> dig good that. buddy. He's a good buddy. Um, now, um. So this weekend, what kind of what kind of uh, skills, drills do you expect to put the kids through? So man, it, it, it's a real emphasis on uh, individual drills. We okay. want to teach the basics. So we'll do a you know the forty, the five, ten, five. We'll do those things, but we'll spend a bulk of our time in you know you're in middle school, so you'll play two sides of the ball. But right. Bulk of the time will be offensive individual. Then you'll go to a defensive individual. And they're scripted out, you know, whether we go over tackling, whether we're, we're backpedal, where are your eyes, you know, shoulders over knees, knees over toes, and just speak that kind of language. You got to get them to learn a little bit. Yeah. And then we'll let them have fun and go against seven-on-seven seven against each other. So we, we wanted to do that, man, and get the guys around each other so they can know each other and, and just, like I said, gain some yeah. confidence. Yeah, and y'all, y'all be on my home <laughs> turf. How did you make that happen? I mean, when you started this thing. How'd you make it happen to get it get it at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium? Well, the Liberty Bowl. I right, right, right. Did not call it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. As well, um, just a vision and, and the why. You right. know what I mean? We we started this thing. I was telling, uh, we was talking to base earlier, and we started the first year. It was two weeks of planning. We put it at Whitehaven Stadium, and it was 150 kids come out. Yeah. You know, so uh, hey, let's let's get a bigger and better. Let's do a bigger and better. And we've been rocking with the Liberty Bowl for a while now, like yeah. eight years. 100%. You know what I mean? And and I appreciate the city of Memphis for uh, getting behind it, supporting it, and and, and sponsoring. And, and I really appreciate that, man. The push. You know what I mean? And it is it's it's our why. Yeah. Use football as a vehicle. You know what I mean? Get a higher education. You know yep. what I mean? Um stand out of trouble, man. I just I hate turning on that TV yeah. seeing how young kids do that. That's that's what it is, man. Yeah. No and it's free time in the summer, man. You gotta find you gotta find better ways to use that time. And right. this this camp, tenth annual make the right call camp, is the way that's to get those way. kids use up that free time in a in a positive Wait, wow. and again, it's tomorrow at mm-hmm. Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, last couple of things, we got Coach Gene Robinson in mm-hmm. studio and Aubrey mm-hmm. Miller in studio. Coach, I, I mean, looking at uh, Germantown uh-huh. and when you took over and mm-hmm. what it has become, mm-hmm. what what has gone into that? I mean, you guys have been unbelievable. And, you know, the, the resources mm-hmm. and everything that was there when you got there mm-hmm. um, didn't necessarily – seem that way at the moment they're mm-hmm. coming off some really rough years right, right. in football what what has gotten you what has helped you take it back to where germantown football needs to be man love and relationships love and relationships first and foremost you know what i mean we're gonna, we're gonna love them hard we're gonna coach them hard but we're gonna love them harder yeah um we're gonna build those relationships within the community we're gonna build those relationships within the school i think of uh, a huge positive is ghs tv so now we can brand ourselves. We yep. can get ourselves out there. You know what I mean? And, and the product on the field is going to be that product because we're going to work our tails off. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's the, the the main piece, man. And 
loving on our kids, man, and, and uh, getting them to understand their why. Yeah. Why Why am I playing this game? You know what I mean? And my main thing is I want you to go to school for free. Somebody paying for your school. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> what school it is, as long as I can get you from here to college education, I think I've done my job. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no question. And uh, the, the wins are going to come. We're going to trust and believe. We're going to have faith in that. But, man, just truly – Love and relationships, dog. Love yep. and relationships. Now, he, he, Aubrey, he's one of your coaches. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Coach Prime. Hey, come on, everybody wants to know about <laughs> Coach Prime. How, how was it playing for him, and what do you think about this transition for him to Colorado? I mean, it's Coach Prime time. Um, of course, he's one of the greatest to do it. Right. But the thing is, um, it's not that he just knows how to coach you. I mean, he's done it, so you have to respect it. Um, he coaches a lot of effort. I mean, he knows what it's like to be a pro. So I think this is the main thing is making sure that he develops you to be a pro no matter what you do because it's a lot of pro um, organizations now and when you think about football. So, he, I mean, he knows somebody's going to be able to play football at another level, but at the end of the day, you have to be a pro. You have to have great characteristics. And he always preaches on each level, smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. Yep. And each thing he asks is what does that mean to us. But instead, um, he, will, he, will, he wants us to show it on the field. But the most thing is the characteristics part because you have to have high characteristics um, as far as being respectful. Um, yeah. Make sure that you're paying attention uh, the way you dress, you know, the small things, showing shoulders out in public. It's the small things that takes you a long way yep. that I didn't take for granted um, that I still go by now as far as when I play this game. Yeah, he's taking a lot of little, little bit of heat, though, for what's going on in Colorado. But I understand, man, this day right. and age, you got to make that roster right. right. You got to get that roster right. Hey, um, he gonna, hey, he did it before. So this yeah, ain't the first no question. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. You are not there. lying. I was there. But he keep you on your toes, though. That's part of the thing that um, I feel like a lot of people don't do, and that's keeping kids on their toes, actually showing them, even on the college level. Uh, in the NFL, you know, you can wake up playing this game one day he could wake up another day and then be gone. And I think that's kind of the type of thing he's symbolizing as far as in college. He's trying to show these guys that you can be here one day, and if you think that stuff is sweet, yeah. you can, you're going to have to find you a new home. Yep. But, uh, I mean, I mean he, he's not – You can't not, take it for granted. He, you can't take none of that for granted. Everything, you have to put your all into it. Um, you talk about sacrifice, you have to be obedient to what you want to do as far as if you really want it. He's going to see how bad you really want it. No like, question. He gonna see how bad you really want. It's not just players too. Yeah, no, I I've get it. it. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I seen this offseason. I know. I know what 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 it takes. And honestly, at Colorado, I grew up a Colorado fan because my dad went there. It's cool. What? It's cool awesome. to see. It's cool to see that that fan base actually okay. have a little bit to get yeah. behind. Man, forty five thousand at that that stadium for a spring right. game. No that, that's Huge. not normal. Huge. That's not normal. But Huge. fellas, appreciate y'all coming in, man, and appreciate what y'all are doing this weekend. Uh, Coach Gene Robinson, Aubrey Miller. Thank Appreciate you, it, fellas. Uh-huh. And the uh, Make the Right Call Camp, 10th Annual Make the Right Call Camp, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow in Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Will Redmond, Calvin Austin, Aubrey Miller, who's in studio, and Darren Bates will be on hand. Sixth to eighth graders will be involved. Now, need to go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll go ahead and get into the Blitz right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.